Hello friends, hello friends. Hey guys, hold on a second. Let me get let me get settled in. I pulled up your questions. I'm gonna answer some blogging questions you guys had. I'm having the worst allergy day. I don't know what has happened this year. <laughs> Let me know if you guys are having allergies. I usually have them in the fall and the winter and they've just like never stopped. And I woke up this morning, my whole face is like swollen. So bear with me. <laughs> Every time I come on here, I feel like I'm a mess. Okay, so you guys asked me a bunch of questions. I'm gonna try and answer as many as I can. We might have to do this a two-part just so I'm not on here like talking for an hour because I just feel like that's too long of a time for you guys to watch. Let me know in the comments like how long, like how long do you want these to be? Do you want me to make like short ones, like just short 10-minute ones, like doing kind of general questions? Do you like when I come on here and I just sit down and like talk for an hour? Let me know what you guys wanna see. If you guys are watching the replay, leave me some comments and some hearts so I know you guys watch these because otherwise I'm like, I don't know if anybody watches them or if they're helpful. If I say something helpful or if I say something that you need clarity on, leave comments in the, I don't know what it's called, comment box question part <laughs> so that I know and I can give you clarity or I know I need to speak more on something or whatever. Okay, so Nana Ray asked me this. She left a long comment that I wanted to answer before I get into your guys' questions. And she's saying she had an emotional breakdown. She feels stuck. She does not getting anywhere with her blog, but she doesn't like her day job, which I totally understand. I've been exactly where you are. Um, blah, 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 blah. She says she's not really moving forward. Just finished out of unit five of EBA, but haven't started unit six because... I wanted to optimize my posts for SEO and Pinterest. I honestly dread having to go back through them all. And because I haven't really been writing or pinning my posts on Pinterest over the last two days, my average monthly views on Pinterest have literally dropped in half. Okay, a couple things. <laughs> First of all, if you're not putting new content onto Pinterest, pin other people's posts. If you don't have Jennifer Maker's Pinterest Launch Playbook, you need to go buy it, it is $27. But she has a video in there, for those of you that do have it, that is about scheduling other people's content onto Pinterest. My dog is like being a bother. Hold, actually, let me throw him outside. Do you need to go outside, lady? Come here. Good boy, let's go Sorry, guys. <laughs> for those of you that have fur babies, understand. Um, but she has a video in that module. It's called like scheduling other people's content into Tailwind and she shows you exactly how to do this. And she does, um, she schedules other people's content in a way that will boost your Pinterest profile. So she shows you how to find really good pins to pin onto all your boards really quickly and easily and schedule it to go out. And she schedules, I think like between 53 and 57 pins of other people's content to go out. The reason I'm telling you this is because I don't make like new content all the time. So if you're not pinning new content, the best thing for Pinterest, I think, Pinterest loves new content, right? Pinterest loves fresh content. So I think the best thing for Pinterest is a new blog post with a new image and a new description, right? If you can't do a new blog post all the time, what I'll do is I'll go back to my old posts, like what you're talking about, and I'll make new pins for them and I'll write a new description. And so, it's the same URL, but I'm still getting some fresh content onto Pinterest. And I think Pinterest likes that too. Not as much as if it's a brand new URL and a brand new post, but I think they like new images and new descriptions too. If I can't do that, I will just pin a crap ton of other people's content, like really, really good content. And that's what um, Jennifer shows you in her video. She literally has a screen sharing video that shows you step-by-step how to go through and schedule stuff into Tailwind. So if you're not making new content, make sure you're at least doing that. You should be scheduling probably, I would say 57 pins of other people's content, targeted content onto your boards every day, no matter what. So even if you're not putting out new content from your site, there's still new like stuff going up on your pin boards. Does that make sense? And so then the second half of this, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give you some maybe like controversial advice. So I don't know, think about this and see if you think this is right. But I am not a fan of anything that slows you down. If this project of going back and optimizing your posts is killing your momentum, don't do it. <laughs> you need momentum, right? And I talk about this all the time, but you've gotta be going, you've gotta be moving and you've gotta be moving with a sense of urgency. And like, you know, especially in the beginning, you need to feel like you're pushing. Like if you want to make this a business and quit your job and work full time, 
you need to feel like you're like pushing like it should feel like kind of hard like i think this is like you know that's my opinion it's not necessarily a fact but that's what i think but i don't i don't do things that slow me down right if i if going back to your old posts is an exciting project and you think that's great and you're going to redo your content and i've done that at times right i'm like stoked about it i'm like sweet i'm going to go back i have a bunch of like you know outlines for posts like old posts I want to redo basically and I'm going to redo them and I'm going to make them so much better and I'm going to make new graphics you know and I've learned so many new skills now that I can go back and make these posts so much better and I'm really excited about it if it doesn't make you excited if it's slowing you down if it's making you stop don't do it right it's not helping you how is that helping you you don't want to do this project and so you haven't put anything out now in days like that's not helpful to your business right you always got to kind of take a step back and be like is this helping my business right and the, the thing is, is like stuff that kills your momentum in the beginning usually doesn't help your business. Like sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do. And I understand that. And, um, but like at the same time, I don't think that this will make or break your, your business. I don't think going back and optimizing your old posts will, will, will hurt you. And I mean, I think it would be a good project if you were excited about it, and you wanted to do it, it could help you. But it's like, if you're, I don't think it'll make or break you. I think you could just be writing new posts. Just start using the things you learned, the new things you learned to optimize your posts on your new posts and move forward and crank out content, crank out content. I've just been taking, um, Jennifer, oh God, what's her last name? Rothschild, Rosscamp. You guys know who I'm talking about? I'm taking her email course right now. Um, I, I'm gonna email my list about it. If you guys are on my email list, I'll send you the link to the course because it's really good. Um, but I've been taking her course and she mentioned casually the other day as she was teaching, she has over 2000 blog posts on her site. You know, And that's what I'm always saying is like, like people that are making it, that are making a full-time income, that are doing well in this space, typically have a lot of content, 2000 blog posts, right? So you need to be i don't know how many blog posts you have on array but you need to be cranking out content girl and if and just leave these posts right and it's like if you look at it that way where you're like you're like oh my gosh i have like 50 posts or however many posts you have to go back through and like all if i don't do it all this stuff is a dead weight but if you look at it like at the end you're gonna have thousands of blog posts like who cares about those 50 blog posts like just move forward right get momentum go 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 you need to be moving right so I, I personally, if I felt like you felt about that project, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I would just get myself super amped and crank out a bunch of new content and move forward, right? Don't let things like this slow you down. Okay, I'm gonna go through a few of these questions. I don't know that I'm gonna have time to get to all of them, but if I don't, I'll do another live, um, maybe on Tuesday. So let's see how many we can get through. Do, do, do. Okay, how to grow your email list. I just began doing a blog post about every week on my website for my art. I'm trying to make my followers that I can hopefully get an email list when I start. I was wondering if offering maybe something, some free content is the way to go. Yes, I would do a free opt-in. So I would, I do like, if you sign onto my email list, you get a free checklist, you get a free download, you get a free workbook, you get a free whatever. Hey, Gabby, how are you? If you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, I'm just gonna keep riffing on whatever comes out of my mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, free opt-in. Make your free opt-in. So, and this is the thing is like, I, have a, I riff on this a little bit in a, uh, a live I did a while back about product creation, but make your free opt-in related to your paid product, right? So I know, Marie, you're doing art. So I don't know how you would do this for art. I would have to think about it. But like, you know, my example is always like, if you have a, a course about dog training, I don't know, <laughs> you have a course about dog training, your opt-in would be like a checklist of everything you need to train your dog, a freaking tip sheet, top 10 things you need to know about dog things. It needs to be related to dog training. So you make an opt-in related to your free product. So that way the people on your email list wanna buy your paid product. If I have a paid product about dog training and my opt-in is about cat, wrangling <laughs> my opt-in is about cat wrangling everyone on my list is not going to care about my paid product does that make sense so you want to make opt-ins related to what you're going to sell um and yeah give and make a lot of them this is my other thing about opt-ins i have hundreds of opt-ins um in that email course i'm taking jennifer says you know she has hundreds and hundreds of opt-ins like it takes a while to get something that converts high so make a lot of opt-ins when i was first starting i made an opt-in every single blog post I made had a free upgrade that went with that post. So if I wrote a post about 
I, like travel anxiety. I made a travel anxiety checklist, right? That went with that post that was specific to that post. And I made something that I knew if people had clicked on this, if they were reading a blog post about this, they would want the opt-in. Does that make sense? So make a lot of opt-ins, make it related to your product. But yeah, to start, just to start building your email list, I, doing a free opt-in is really, really good. Okay, let's see. Okay, Nunnery says, I really struggle with consistency and publishing posts and pinning. I get so overwhelmed with everything that needs to get done. I keep hearing we should be writing like three posts per week to start, and honestly, that gives me anxiety. Okay, Nunnery, you are, I just spoke to you earlier in this other post you made. You are, you're walking too much in like all of this overwhelming fear. You've got to like focus down. You cannot worry about what people say you should do or what you're supposed to do. You can't worry about that, right? I mean, I write, when I started, I wrote like 14 posts a week, right? But most people, that's overwhelming. Like you can't do that and you can't compare yourself to me because I, you know, I had a lot of privileges that people don't have. I had, um, you know, flexibility in my work schedule. I had, I don't have kids. I didn't have a partner, right? I had like this kind of free time that had been freed up. And so you can't compare yourself to other people and you can't worry about what you should be doing because yeah, I mean, there's people that are gonna say like, yeah, you gotta focus on email, you gotta make posts, you gotta do pins, you gotta do all these things. But if it slows you down to think about that, if it slows you down to think about that, it's not helping you. <laughs> You've gotta get yourself excited. You need to feel good about your business. And right now you feel overwhelmed, you have anxiety, right? You feel stuck you've got to get your mindset right and so focus the things i think that will move you forward is like making new content um you know and pinning it on pinterest i mean that's the thing right it's like you know but if you need to slow down this is the thing in the beginning you guys the learning curve for this stuff is steep right you're learning how to make blog posts you're learning how to do seo you're learning how to do pinterest you're learning how to do all of these things and so the learning curve and email, right? All these different skills you need. The learning curve is steep, right? So you've got to give yourself grace in the beginning to learn all the skills you need to learn. Does that make sense? So no, no, right? I think you're like stuck a little bit in this learning curve part where you're trying to learn and how to do things and then also trying to implement them at the same time. And you need to recognize as you go, you will get faster, right? It doesn't take me hours anymore to write a blog post when i started it took me a really long time to write a blog post right it took me like hours to write a blog post i don't want to think about how long it used to take me it used to take me you know another 30 minutes to make a pen and then even longer to figure out how to pin it and how to set up a tailwind right it used to take me a long time and you need to recognize as you do these things you will get faster and you will get better at them you just will but you have to be doing them to get faster if you're letting the fact that you're on this learning curve and things are taking you longer right now slow you down and then you don't do them you won't get better the only way out is through you've got to be moving you cannot let fear you cannot let comparison so and so says i need to be doing this so and so is doing that so and so is writing five blog posts a day you cannot let comparison you cannot let fear you cannot let anything slow you down you've just got to go you've got to be focused on the end game and i know you hate your job Find something that really drives you forward, whether it's working from home, that you hate your job, that you want to serve people, doesn't matter what it is, but find on, like find on, hold on to whatever that is. Find something that is going to drive you forward and hold on to it is what I'm trying to say. Um, but you've got to get through this part and you can't, you just can't let, you can't let this stuff slow you down. Does that make sense? You've got to be okay at going at your own pace. You got to be like, I'm going to take the time it takes. It's going to take me longer than some people. It is going to take you longer than some people to find success, period. People are going to be more successful than you, faster than you, always. It's just the way it works. You, you can't let that slow you down. You can't let comparing yourself. People compare themselves all the time. Like, someone says making so much money. And I do, I do it too, you guys. Like, you know, I'm trying to do a big push on my income this year too. And I'm like, well, like, you know, Jennifer Maker and I started at the same time and she's making so much money. And it's like, you know, but I'm not Jennifer Maker. I'm on my journey. I got to stay in my lane, do my journey, do my things, learn the things I need to learn, say the things I'm here to say. It's about me and my business. It's not about anyone else, right? It's about, this is about you and your business. It's not about what other people say you should do or what you think you should do. It's about what's best for you and your business. Does that make sense? So if, posting three times a week is giving you anxiety is that good for your business like think about that <laughs>
Like, is how you're feeling right now good for your business? And if it's not, you need to shift your feelings and shift yourself. Hey, Tamara, how are you? Oh my gosh, you were laid off. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm full-time on my blog. Well, that's great. Any tips from when you transition to full-time? Oh, man. What's your, uh, what are your, if you don't mind sharing, like, what are your page views at? I, so, here's what I say to grow fast, right? I always say, post a lot, crank out content, you know, write a blog post every day, write two blog posts a day if you can manage it, write like literally as much content as you can. That is the only thing I've really found that I can do that will, I know will boost my traffic over time. Um, you know, so do the things to boost your traffic, make the posts, go back, make more pins. Um, yeah, have a good, I'm sure you have a good Pinterest strategy. I know you're in EBA and stuff. So do that. Um, and then your email list, right? So you want to get your opt-ins to convert higher. So mess with your opt-ins, get your opt-ins to convert higher, and then get your list to convert. You need to have a welcome sequence. Get a, I'm pretty sure you have a tripwire. Get a tripwire up um, that's converting, and then get your welcome sequence to con start converting, right? And it, do you have any products? My page views are still low. Okay, so you need to be doing page views. Tamara, you've got to get more people on your site. So I don't know how many posts you have on your site, but you really need like 2,000 posts a day, <laughs> right? And you can get it, right? You can get it. There's lots of us that have that have gone through big, big jumps in traffic. I've gone through big jumps in traffic. Lots of, like most of the time my traffic jumps by like 30 to 40,000 page views a month, right? So I went from like zero to like 40,000 and then I went from like 40,000 to like 70,000. Does that make sense? So it, you can do big jumps in traffic, um, but the best way I know to get traffic coming is, you know, to post a lot, make a lot of content, write a lot of stuff, you know, get a good Pinterest strategy, crank out content, and then be messing with your opt-ins and make sure you have an opt-in that's converting highly, definitely above 1%. If you can get above 2%, even better. But you know, just keep messing with opt-ins so you find something that your audience likes and put those opt-ins everywhere, right? And this is what I did when I needed to grow my email list. I don't know what your email list is at, but you want to be really, really, really pushing on growing your email list because everyone says the money is in the list. And that, I mean, there's like a reason for that. It's because people are making money off their email list, right? Because if someone's on your email list, you can sell to them over and over and over again. If someone comes to your site and buys something one time and then leaves, they're just gone forever, right? But if you have them on your list, you can take them potentially through their whole journey and you can support them in so many different ways and provide them comment, comment. I can't talk, you guys, I'm having coffee. <laughs> you can provide them content over a period of time and then sell to them, does that make sense? So you want to be growing your email list. Um, so mess with your opt-ins. And when I was trying to get, I remember getting to EBA. I've told this story before, but bear with me. I was in a EBA and there's a part where to make a product, you have to have a thousand email subscribers. And I cried when I got to that module because I had worked so hard and I had like 200 email subscribers. And I was like, I'm never going to have a thousand people on my list and I'll never be able to do this. And I like sat in my room and I freaking cried like, like real hard tears, like a breakdown type of crying, you know? And then the next day I like got back up at it and then, you know, I went in the EBA group and I started asking people what I need to be doing. But what I did was I went back through all of my posts and I made opt-ins for those posts specifically. So, you know, if I have a post about nutrition and depression, right? I made like an opt-in specific for that post that was like a checklist for whatever, or 10 things you need to know, or printable, cheat sheet or whatever, right? I made something specific for that post. And so the first year of my blog, almost every post had its own opt-in. And you can get very fast at doing this. Don't spend more than like 15 minutes making an opt-in. Don't do it. <laughs> you might have to in the beginning, right, to learn and stuff. But if you like, if you know how to do it, just sit down and do it. Like sometimes we spend too long doing these tasks, right? And we want everything to be perfect and we end up wasting a lot of time. But go on Canva, find a template for a worksheet, make a worksheet that goes with your post, embed it in the post, right? And start building your email list. So that, that's what I would advise you to do. I would advise you to crank out content, write a lot of posts, write a lot of posts. 
I mentioned this earlier, I don't think anybody was on here, but I'm taking Jennifer Rothschild's email course and she mentioned casually in the course, she has over 2000 blog posts. Like that is a lot of content. A lot of these people we see that are making big income online um, have a lot of posts, right? There's not people really making a ton of money that have 20, 30, 50 posts, right? They have hundreds of posts. So when you guys are starting, you know, my advice is always like make more content. And that's why it's because you need that like kind of foundation to stand on. And I don't want people to hear that and get overwhelmed, right? But that's just the truth. And I want to tell you guys like what I see and what I really think. Um, no products yet. Right now I have 90 posts and striving for the thousand subs. Yeah, you're totally doing right. You're totally doing right. Just keep doing EBA. Keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right path. Um, you don't need to make a product right now. I would, I would be focused really on growing your list and really on bumping your traffic. Once your traffic bumps up, I would do a, like a tripwire product, like a $7 product. And then I would do, I don't know, like a 20 or $30 product. And Ruth will show you that in EBA where she has you like walks you through doing a product launch. So just stay doing what you're doing. Yeah. I would just say make a lot of content and then make a lot of opt-ins. That would be my advice to you. Okay. Let me see what else you guys have to say. I hope that helps. If you have any questions um, tomorrow, I'm always happy to help you. Just let me know. Um... Adrian, do you think having a memorable or catchy blog name is important versus just using your own name or gaining more page visits? I don't think it matters. There's examples of both, right? There's examples of people, you know, that are using their name, like um, Danielle Laporte. I follow her. You know, she uses her name, daniellelaporte.com. There's lots of people that have, you know, I'm radicaltransformationproject.com. There are plenty of people finding success both ways. And I don't, I like, people always want to find this, like, like, this is the thing is like, there's no right way to do this. There's so many different ways that this can work. And I feel like people want like to know if I do it the right way, then it will somehow be easier and it's not going to be easier. It's just going to be just as hard no matter what you name your thing. I don't think your name even matters that much. <laughs> Personally, I think you guys need to spend, if you're waiting to, to think of a name, you need to sit down for 20 minutes and make a decision. That's what I think. I don't think it matters. Like, I really don't. If you can help people, people don't care. If you have a message that people need, people don't care what your name is. They don't care what you're called. It doesn't, like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, it can be helpful, I think, maybe to have have a name that makes sense for what you're doing. I, the best example I can think about this is, I think one of the girls in EBA used to blog under whimsical life or something. And it's like, what is whimsical life? You know, like it, it could be like anything, right? So, but she changed her name to guilt-free mom. And she writes all about being a guilt-free mom. Like when you hear guilt-free mom, like you know what her site is about. <laughs> so that could be helpful, right? In a way. But really, if you're making good content and you're helping people and you're putting out content and you're doing all the things, you'll be successful. You don't, it doesn't matter. Just pick something. Don't let that, that kind of stuff trip you up. Don't let that kind of stuff trip you up. Just move. SEO beginner help. Oh my Lord. SEO, you guys. I'm still trying to learn SEO. SEO is like a whole thing. And like, to be honest with you, I think as bloggers, you need to be getting traffic from Pinterest and from Google. Those are going to be your traffic sources. To make money, you need a lot of page views, right? You just do. Um, it's just the business that we're in. And the way that you get that kind of traffic is from Pinterest and from Google. <laughs> Those are the two places that I've found that I know of that can bring potentially hundreds of thousands of people to your site. Um, so they're very important. And I think you need to like invest in a good course in both of them and learn both of them. So I always advise people start with Pinterest. You guys know I like won't shut up about Jennifer Maker's ebook, but I don't care because it's $27 and if you guys don't have it, you're like foolish. <laughs> you know, I took like a $500 Pinterest course that I don't even think was as good as that ebook. And it has like videos and stuff in it. It's so good. But anyway, get a Pinterest course, get an SEO and like get Pinterest going, get Pinterest going, get some traction, get an idea, get your head wrapped around it. Do one course at a time. Do not buy more than one course at a time. Do one course, finish it, and then move on to something else and buy courses strategically. Don't buy courses because of the launch hype, right? I'm the queen of this, <laughs> you guys follow me. I can't resist a good launch. 
you know, I've bought everything from like B school to EBA to like, you know, everything, any big launch I have bought. <laughs> but I don't advise you guys do that. I advise you buy courses strategically for what you need to learn. So you need to look at where you are in your business and ask yourself, what do I need to learn? And then buy a course based on that. Don't buy your course based on the fancy launch and the hype, right? Because there's always so much hype around these big launches and that's what like sucks me in. <laughs> but I would say, you know, buy a Pinterest course, finish that Pinterest course, and then go to SEO, buy an SEO course and learn SEO. And it's very important, right? And there's so many different things about SEO. I don't know. Let me think of some good like quick tips I can give you. If you haven't taken an SEO course, there is an app that you can put in your browser for Chrome. I don't know if it's for other browsers, but it's called Keywords Everywhere. It's a, like an extension. And when you put that, when you install that into your browser, whenever you search on a search engine, it will show you the number of like how many people have searched that keyword. And the reason this is important is because you don't want to write a blog post for a keyword that no one is searching. So if you are gonna write a post, put it in Google, look at the little thing, it'll literally, it's like literally like a little extra number it adds below the search bar. And it will show you how many people have searched for that, it's free, right? So that'll give you an idea of like how many people are coming. And I start like, you know, start somewhere low. Usually the lower, smaller keywords are easier to rank for. So, you know, stay below a thousand or 2000 searches so that way you're not in, hypothetically you wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as hard to rank right you won't be up against as tough of competition as some of those bigger keywords but you also don't want to write anything for zero if no one is searching for it no one's going to come to your site you could rank first all day long and still have no traffic so that's a little tip i'll give you but i really 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 strongly believe you need to take a course and you need to learn this and you need to learn it well like that's my take on it are email lists and regular emails really required? Joy, okay, I am like so interested in this. So I am right now taking this email course. Um, I know I keep talking about it, but it's a really good course. It was actually in the Genius Blogger Toolkit. If you guys bought the Genius Blogger Toolkit, I just started looking through it and I found this course in there that is like pure gold. It's worth like hundreds of dollars, it's amazing. So if you have that um, bundle, go, go in there and get it and it's called Email Marketers Bootcamp by Jennifer Ross, Rothschild Rosscamp. I can't remember her last name. You guys probably know who I'm talking about. She's fairly like big in the blogging world or whatever. But she sends an email every single day to her list. And she said when she started doing this, hey doggo, when she started doing this, her email or her income, um, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> it's so distracting. <laughs> her income grew by 700 to 900%. And her whole theory is like, and I posted an EBA about this, you guys probably saw. I posted an EBA about this, asking if anyone had tried this. And then I got all these people replying, being like, if you send me an email every day, I would unsubscribe. And I'm like, I understand that. That's not my question, right? <laughs> but the theory, her theory is like, that she has, her people are so well nurtured and she has such a strong relationship with them that the people that stay are worth dollar to dollar so much more that it doesn't matter all of the people that don't subscribe, right? So her goal isn't to grow a big list, it's to grow a really, really, really relationship-based list where people feel like they know her. The people that are on her list read an email from her every single day, you know what I mean? And so people like, you talk about like no like and trust, her people really, really, really know her and feel like, you know, and because of that, they really trust her. And once she started doing that and she built those relationships, then when she launches something or she suggests a product or she, you know, talks about something, she has a list of people that are like beyond engaged with what she's saying. So I'm not saying you have to send an email every day, but I'm saying it is a strategy that people use. And I don't know, it would be really difficult for you to make full-time income if that's your job without an email list. I don't know how, like, it would be very difficult. You would have to be getting like millions of page views for that to work. So yeah, I think email lists really are required. The other thing I'll say is like with an email list, like those are your people, you own that list on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. People always freak out because the algorithm changes, right? You don't know what's gonna happen. It's very uncertain territory. We're still very new in the internet and very new in social media. You don't know what is gonna happen. Right, people were making all this money off of Facebook groups a few years ago, and now Facebook is it's pay to play. It's like if you want your stuff in front of people, you have to pay us money, right? And it's just not the same anymore. 
So your email list is like, that will never happen because your email list is owned by you. You own your email list. So you, that's really important with all the algorithm changes and all the uncertainty because it's a way you can stabilize your income. So if you know you're making a certain amount of money every month off your email list, if everything burns down, Facebook goes away and Instagram goes away and Pinterest changes the algorithm and everything all of a sudden is different and you're not getting traffic like you were, you can still make the same amount of money because you have your email list. Does that make sense? And you know, I make such and such dollars off of this list every month. So it's a way to stabilize your income in a very unstable environment. And it's one of the only like very few pieces that you like can control. We, I don't have any control over what Facebook does. I don't have any control over what Pinterest does, right? Pinterest has suspended my account before and taken all my stuff down, right? I don't have any control over that. So having an email list is something you own, you own the list and it's stable and it's something you can count on. So that in this environment that we're in is very, very important, especially if you're uh, using it as your main source of income, right? Like I am, like you're always looking for anything you can kind of stabilize in this very unstable environment that we're in. And then regular emails, people need to know who you are. And like, right, like I was saying, Jennifer sends emails every day and people know, like, and trust her. People don't care like what you have to say if they don't know you, right? They're like, who, like, who are you? But if you're giving them advice and you're helpful and they relate to you and you have a relationship with them, then they'll like, you know, be more likely to buy things from you. They're not gonna buy from people they don't know. Like they're not gonna buy from you. Like if you're not sending them regular emails and then you, this is what a lot of people do is they'll not send regular emails and then they'll send an email trying to sell something and then they complain the email list doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's like, well, no one's gonna buy from you. You haven't been helping, right? I always say like, you know, the more people you help, the more people you serve, the more money you make. And in my mind, those two things are very closely relinked. The more people I help, the more money I make. So by sending regular emails, I'm not selling people stuff in my emails that I'm sending most of the time. I'm just sending stuff to help them. So you know what I mean? So I'm helping them and then they're, if I can help them for free, when I offer something paid, they're like, oh, like this girl's already so helpful. I already know her and like her and trust her and I know she can help me because she's helped me before. I'm gonna invest in this product. And then I only ever recommend products that I stand behind and believe in, right? And people know that I feel like about me or hopefully they do. So yeah, I think email lists definitely are required and regular emails are required. And I think I'm gonna start emailing my list a lot more after taking this course. I'm gonna send a lot more like just short emails and I'm gonna shoot for like four to five times a week. And honestly, I pay like a mortgage payment to ConvertKit every month <laughs> because I have a big list and ConvertKit is expensive. So if people unsubscribe, I'm like, fine. Like, I just want people off of my list at this point. I just want like a smaller list of people, you know, that really care about what I have to say. If they unsubscribe, they don't care about what you have to say. So why am I gonna pay for them to be on my list? Like, you know, do you, if you care about what I have to say and I can help you, you know, and you feel connected to me and you feel like my information is helping you and useful, and I can email you, like that's great, right? Stay on my list. But if you're not interested in what I have to say and you have too many emails, like, like you know, good night. Like I have too much, I've, not that I have too many email subscribers, you can never have too many email subscribers, but I don't need those people on my list. Like, right, I'm paying for them. I pay for people to be on my list. So it's like, at this point, I'm like, you know, people can unsubscribe if they don't wanna hear from me. I might give people an, an opt out, like where I'll do, if you don't want daily emails, like you can, click this link to like just get a weekly email. But I, I don't, I like, I'm honestly so interested in like pruning out my list that I might not even do that. I might just let those people go. The only people I want on my list are people that wanna hear from me regularly. I want to talk to people that I can help, that find the things that I say helpful, right? That resonate with me. Those people will stay on my list. The other people will go, that's fine, right? And, and the relationship that I'll be able to build with the people that care about what I have to say is worth so much more that it doesn't matter about the other email like unsubscribers. I did a whole podcast episode about this whole email like thing I've been going through. So if you're interested, go listen to that. If you're scared about unsubscribers. Um, getting nowhere with my email list. Man, everybody's talking about email this week. What's going on? Getting nowhere with my email list. It is so frustrating. I'll be changing my freebie to test something different. Okay, guys, you, You've got to like, first of all, shift your mindset around what, I don't know what is frustrating you about it, but this is the thing of like being a business owner. This is like tough love faith coming out, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing about being a business owner, right? I always say is like, you've got to be resourceful. Things are going to be hard. Things are going to go wrong. Things are going to go bad. Like 
<clears throat> and to be a business owner and to make it, it's like, you want to be a business owner, you want to be a boss, you've got to be resourceful. You've got to be able to overcome obstacles. You can't let things like your opt-in not converting high frustrate you because if you're letting things like that frustrate you, what are you going to do when Pinterest deletes your account? When something, when your website crashes, when something big happens, you won't make it. And that's why people quit. It's because if you're already frustrated about little day-to-day -day things, everyone has to optimize an opt-in. Everyone. Everyone has to grow an email list. Everyone has to write content. If you're letting the things, the day-to-day -day things that you just have to do as part of this job frustrate you, when something happens, you won't have the momentum to make it through it and you'll quit. And that's why a lot of people don't make it. So that's why I'm so passionate about giving you guys tough love about this stuff is like, you know, you want to be a business owner. Like, do you want to be a business owner or not? Because if you do, this is the job, right? The job is making content and growing an email list and making products and selling the products. That is the job. Like, is that the job you want? Maybe is the question. But if you need to change your mindset around being frustrated around this because you're literally always going to be making opt-ins and you're literally always going to be optimizing them and you're going to make things that flop. You're going to make things that don't convert. You're going to make, I write posts all the time where I'm like, this is amazing. It's going to get so much traffic. Everyone's going to love it. And I have this great opt-in. I spent all this time on it and no one goes to it. No one reads it. <laughs> That's the name of the game we're in. We're in a kind of like, trial and error kind of business because the internet is uncertain, right? We, we are operating in an uncertain kind of bubble. Things change in the internet very quickly. Things can go viral. Things can fall flat. Like there's a lot of variables that you can't control, right? I've had posts go viral. I have one going viral right now where I'm like, what the heck? Like, why is this like, <laughs> and it's like wildfire, right? It's just going, it's been going for like weeks now, bringing traffic to my site. And I never would have saw that coming, right? There's just so many variables that you can't control. You just never know what's going to happen. So you've got to be able to, to operate and like get this stuff done. But some of the stuff like, you know, that that you're always going to be doing and always dealing with is optimizing your opt-ins, growing your email list, sending emails, making blog posts. That's the job, right? I think a lot of people don't understand what the job is of a blogger. People are just like, I don't know. I don't know what people think it is. Like I'll make a website and I'll make money. People also buying, there's a lot of people selling people this like get rich quick thing too, which I think is like very unfortunate because I think it, it's a lot harder than people think it is. Um, but yeah, that job is, that is the job, right? Make content so you can get people to your site to grow your email list. That's the job. So, you know, you've got to get over this frustration of, of having to spend time on that. And that's what will bring you success. So, and, and you're going to try things that don't work too. I think, I think I'm reading this again. I think your frustration, frustration, because she says getting nowhere in all caps. Like, I think the frustration is that you're not getting anywhere, but that here's the thing is like, you're making progress even when you can't see it. And this is a huge reason why people quit, right? They can't get through this beginning part where you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, and you're not seeing immediate results. Your results when you're starting are not going to happen right now. They happen a year out, two years out, three years out, five years out, right? You have to be able to work right now and not see results and be okay with that. And that's, I think a lot of the reason why people get burned out and quit is like, you have to, your faith has to be strong enough that you know, all of my work is coming back to me. I believe in my heart, every effort I make now always comes back to me in the end. It always comes back. So I never let myself walk in this place of like, like frustration and like, is this going to work? Is this going to pay off? Am I wasting my time? I never have those kind of thoughts because I've chosen certainty and I've chosen to be certain that my work always pays off in the end. It always comes back to me. It always comes back to you. And you cannot expect when you start to see results right away. You have to be able to walk through this time of working and not seeing results and know I'm not seeing results right now, but that doesn't mean you're not making progress is what I'm saying. Like just because people aren't joining your email list right now doesn't mean you're not making progress because you're going through the process of figuring out what converts and you're getting closer to getting to your opt-in. Eventually, if you keep trying this and you keep messing with this, you'll get to one that works. You'll get to one that works. I have made over a hundred opt-ins before I found something that worked. So this idea of like making two or three and it's not working and it's so hard and you're so frustrated, go make a hundred, go make 200. <laughs> 
then come talk to me. <laughs> you know, and that's like tough love, but that's that's how I feel about it is like, you know, you've got to put a lot of stuff out there and and really be pushing, right? Does that make sense? So I hope that's helpful. That's a little bit harsh, but that's what I think. I think like the best thing I feel, I mean, you guys can let me know. I feel like the best thing I can do to serve you guys is just come on here and just be really transparent and really honest. And that's what I try to do. So, and it's not that I think I'm right or I have all the answers because I don't at all, you know, but I just try to be, be as real with you guys as, as I can. Cause I know there's a lot of stuff in the blogging world. I feel like that's really why I started this group because I got so frustrated about people giving bad advice to new bloggers and selling people this like pipe dream of like make $50,000 a month, you know, overnight. And like, I just want this to be a place that is transparent and is real. And I, you know, I don't, anyway, let me, okay, there's one more question. Um, yes, I have your quote. I'm certain my massive success is inevitable, posted above my desk. Oh yeah, that, that's like, take that takes me, has taken me through so many tough times, right? Because if you let yourself get in this place of fear and doubt, it's really hard to keep working because you're not seeing results right away. But if you know your success is inevitable, you know, I know without a shadow of doubt, I'm going to make multiple six figures. I've chosen to believe that it makes the day-to-day -day a lot easier and it makes the things that seem like a really big deal seem like not a big deal because I'm like, well, I know in the end I'm going to be successful. So who cares about this? Who cares about people being mean to me? I've been getting a lot of mean emails lately um, and it's just kind of like, who cares? Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to serve a massive amount of people, you know, and, and help a lot of people and I'm here to make a big impact. So who cares about this email, right? It makes the day-to-day -day stuff kind of seem a little easier to get through. Um, oh, this is funny. This is related... Um, to what we were talking about. She says, keeping the faith in your blogging journey when immense self-doubt creeps in. I know you talk about mindset a lot here and on your podcast, but this has been heavy on my mind this week and I cannot shake it. Okay, you can't, this is exactly what we were just talking about. This is so funny. You can't let yourself walk in fear. You can't let yourself walk in doubt. You have to choose to be certain, right? There's a lot of things in life that we can't control. We can't control what happens to us. We don't get to decide but we can control how we see it. Like this is our gift as human beings is that we're cognitively aware and we're aware of our thoughts. It's our gift and our curse, I guess. But really I see it as like a huge gift. Like you get to decide what your truth is, right? I don't believe that there's a lot of like capital T truth in this life. I don't believe there's a lot of things that just are factual and are the way they are. There's a lot of things that are the way you choose to see it. So what is your truth, right? What is your truth? You don't get to decide what happens to you but you get to decide what is true for you. You get to decide your truth, right? And so my truth is, you know, my massive success is inevitable, you know, and I don't let myself walk in fear and doubt. Fear and doubt in this game, will it will destroy your business. You've got to find a bigger why, right? I have too many people that need me. I have too many people that need help. I have too many, I mean, dang, like people are emailing me every day, suffering and struggling. I have too many people to reach and I know there's more out there. I have too many people to reach to let fear and doubt slow me down. And so do you guys. You gotta tap into like, what is your message? Who needs you? And you, you know, that's what does it for me, right? That's what motivates me and drives me forward is like service and like helping people and and making a difference and making an impact. So my truth is around that, but your truth might be around your family. My kids need me home. My kids need their mom, you know, whatever it is, like whatever it is that is driving you to make it in this business, you need to hang on to that and tap into that. And you have to make that so loud that the fear is like, I don't really have time for it. I'll put a link because I have a, a podcast about this on my other podcast, it's like my mental health podcast. It's called Radical Transformation Podcast and it's called like the energetics of rising up or rising above above stuff. But what I'll do when fear and doubt and bad thoughts are weighing me down, which I mean, they do all the time. Like you guys know, like I struggle with like clinical depression. I've been through some like bad things in life, right? So I that stuff will try to tear me down, right? It will try to bring me down. And what I do when that happens I energetically elevate myself above it where I'm like, I might, I get my energy so high up here where I'm like, I don't have time for this, you know? And you have to find something that you feel is so important that it makes the fear seem stupid, right? Where you're just like, you know, my kids need me home. My family needs me. My family needs me to do this. And I don't have time for this. Like, I don't have time to worry about what people think of me, right? I don't have time to worry about 
people worry about like people on their Facebook seeing their stuff, right? Like I used to worry about like the people at my work seeing my blog. And it's like, once you're like, no, like people need me. Like people are suffering from depression and anxiety. They need to hear from me. They need me. You know, people feel alone. I know there's people, women out there that str are struggling, that feel alone, that don't have support, that don't know how to deal with this. And I know it's taking lives and I know I can do something about it. Do you see how important that is? Once you get, you have to get something in your mind that's like important, like that. That's like, that's like, the stuff about doubt seems really small, right? When I'm like, this disease is taking lives and I can do something about it. And I don't, like, I don't care how hard it is. I don't care, I'm not, nothing will stop me, right? You have to find something in your mindset that energetically rises you up, right? It energetically, it's like, I put myself up here and then the fear and doubt is down here. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. That's kind of my whole attitude with like a lot of things, like when I'm scared of something or, you know, I'll just kind of tell my brain, like, I don't have time for this. You know, I have people to serve. I have a business to build. I have stuff to do with my life. I don't have time for this. And that's just like the God's honest truth, right? It's like, we have too much work to do and too many, you have too much good to spread in this world to walk in fear. You have too much good to spread in this world to walk in doubt. That stuff slows us down. It takes us from our mission and it creeps into what you're really here to do. What's your purpose? What are you here to say? Who are you here to serve? What are you here to help? Right? And you got to focus on that stuff. Does that make sense? But energetically rise yourself up to that place where you're like, I don't care. Like, I don't care how scared I am. I'm, it's not that I'm not scared. You guys, I'm scared all the time. Like, I don't like being on camera. I don't like speaking publicly, but my mission is, is so much higher than my fear, right? Like the fear of like being on camera is, is down here compared to like my passion for spreading my message and for helping, right? And and for building this business and having the life that I want. Like those things take me up here. So you have to energetically elevate yourself to a place where you're like, I don't care how scared I am. I don't care, how, you know, I don't care how scared I am. Like I know there's women suffering from depression that are alone and I know I'm gonna help them and I don't care how scared I am. Like you have to get, you see the, like, I'm trying to show you guys like the energetic difference, but do you see like, you can hear it in my voice. Like I energetically like raise myself up here. So you've gotta find something you know, for me, it's that. It's like, I'm going to save people. I'm going to help people. I'm saving lives. I'm doing all this stuff, right? But you have to find what it is for you that can elevate yourself up here and then let the fear be down here. Because once you get yourself up there, you're like, well, I don't care if my neighbor Susie sees my stuff. Like, I don't care about that. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm like up here. You have to put yourself above it, you know? And then the other thing I'll do, this is like also like a little woo, but whatever. The other thing I'll do is I'll energetically put myself on the other side of something. So if I... I'm scared I'm not gonna make it if I'm scared like my business is gonna fall apart if I'm like my business has ups and downs just like everyone else right if I'm having a down month and I'm like oh crap like is it ever gonna come back like oh all that fear starts to creep in right just for me the same way it does for you guys and I will energetically put myself on the other side of it so I'll step into the energy of of me in the future that already makes multiple six figures what does me five years from now think about this situation? How can I energetically shift myself into that person, right? And when you look back on it, it's like, if I were making multiple six figures, would I care that I lost $200 this month? Like, no, like, <laughs> you see, and that's like another way I kind of like put myself above problems is I'm always energetically shifting into the version of me that's successful. If I know my success is inevitable, if I really believe, if I really believe in my business, if I really believe I'm gonna make it, if I really believe my success is inevitable, if I really believe I'm gonna help all these people and make six figures, am I gonna care about losing $200? Like, no, like, you know, or whatever it is. I'm using that as an example, but whatever it is that you're stuck on in your business, am I gonna care that this often isn't converting as high as I want? Like, no, like, it doesn't matter, right? So a lot of this comes down to like, do you believe or do you not? Do you believe in your business, right? And people are always asking me about like investing and, and I've invested, you guys know, like a lot of money on coaches, on packages, on, on courses, on education, because I didn't know how to do any of this stuff when I started. I didn't even know how to work a smartphone. I had no social media and that was less than three years ago, but I spent a lot of money to learn the skills that I needed to learn. But it's like, do you believe in your business or do you not, right? I believe, I believe in this business. I believe in this business and I'll put money on it. Like that's the kind of belief I have. I'm so certain in my success and I'll freaking put money on the table. And I can tell when people don't believe in their business because they are scared to invest in it, right? They're stuck, they let stupid things get them stuck. You know, and it's like, if you believe in your business and you believe your success is inevitable, you know, like of course I'm gonna invest thousands of dollars in this business because I believe that it will work and I've chosen to be certain. Right? When people don't want to invest $200, $300 in their business, I'm like, well, 
you don't believe in this business. So why, what are you even doing? <laughs> you know, I believe in my business. You know, do you believe in your business? And do you believe in your, your business to the point like you're willing to bet money on it? You know, I bet all my income on this business. I still bet all my income on this business. I put money on the table, you know, and, and I don't think it's about spending money or not spending money, but I think that that for a lot of people, you, money is, shows a really big commitment, right? It's like, I put money on the table because I'm choosing to believe in this. I'm choosing to believe, and I believe my success is inevitable, and I believe it so much, I'm willing to bet money on it. I'm willing to bet, like, I bet most of my income on it every month because I'm, I'm investing money right now to grow my business. So I invest, like, almost everything I make back into this business every month. And so um, I don't even know why I was talking about that. But yeah, I hope that's helpful. Don't walk in fear. Don't walk in doubt. It's safe for you to go big. It's This is like my affirmations. I'll just give you guys. It's safe for you to go big. It's safe for you to believe in your success. You know, it's safe for you to believe that things will work out for you. It's safe for you to walk in certainty. It's safe for you to, to choose to believe that this is all going to work in the end. You get to decide what you believe. You get to decide what's true for you, right? No one came down to me and was like, your blog is a great idea. I'm sure it'll work out in the end. No one said that to me. No one still says that to me. My family doesn't even, you know, even my family thinks I'm crazy, right? So it's like, I gave that belief to myself because I recognized that I wasn't going to make it <laughs> if I didn't, right? I decided my success is inevitable. My success, my massive success is inevitable. Right. And then when stuff goes wrong, it kind of seems like small because you're like, well, I know in the end it's going to work out. Right. I believe in my business. I believe in myself. Right. That's a lot of a lot of this stuff comes back to like, do you believe in your business and do you believe in yourself? And then you have to kind of go back and like do the work around that. Like I've done a lot of like journaling and spiritual work and therapy and coaching. Right. Because I had to get my mindset into a place where I could believe in my business and believe in myself. And I believe people can feel your energy online, right? So if you're getting online and you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your message, you don't believe in your ability to execute your message and bring it forward and help people, you don't believe you can change lives, you, you don't believe in your business, you don't believe your business is gonna make it, people feel that from you. So, you know, I think, oh, Amy says thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm always like talking, I'm like, I have no idea if this makes sense. You know, a lot of this stuff is stuff I spend a lot of time thinking about, and I'm like, I don't know if it makes sense to other people necessarily. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm going to hop off of here. I got a little bit of a headache today, so um, I'm sorry if it's a little bit all over the place. But I hope you guys have a great day. If you have any questions, you need anything from me, just tag me in the group. I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to support you. I want all of you to be successful. There's plenty of space for you to be successful. You know, the world needs you. The world needs your gifts. And I believe that that's why I spend my free time in this group, not making any money off of this group. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I believe, I believe so much that the world needs your gifts, you know, and I believe like I have resources that can help you. So in my mind, it's like, that's my mission or like my job or like my calling, right? Is to help you. But I want you to know if no one believes in you, I believe in you. I get on here and spend hours in this group every week because I believe in every person in this group. And I believe like all of you have important messages and important work to do. And I believe we as a community, me and you, everyone here has to help each other and support each other to get those messages out into the world and to help more women have successful businesses, right? We need more women business owners in this world. Like that's really what I think. Like we need more women being bosses. And so that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I'm here to help you do. So just tag me if you need any help. And I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, I hope you guys have a good day.